The weeds were there before we cut the grass. And we just chopped off the, off the top. But the roots were still there. And the roots grew back. Yeah, they were still there under the surface. Now, I don't know if you remember, but a couple of weeks ago, I spoke about before having a season of growth, there's fertilizer, all that smelly and rotten stuff thrown on the ground, and it helps nourish and it brings forth all that abundant um, bloom. And what I've come to realize is that actually it doesn't matter how much nourishment you put on the plants if those roots and weeds are still there because they will sap so much of the nourishment and they will take away that intended growth for those plants because they will just restrict it. So we need to constantly be on the lookout for new weeds because when they're, when they're new, they have very small roots and they're easy to pluck out. So we need to be aware of them. We need to look out for them. There are also deeper roots, roots that constantly grow back. And it's a time to start looking out for them and maybe bringing them and digging them out. So you might think, okay, why am I here on a Sunday morning and all I'm hearing about is gardening? Okay, how does that affect us? Well, first of all, we need nourishment too. Yeah, our nourishment comes from reading and hearing the word of God. It teaches us who we are. It reminds us who we are and all the benefits that we have and the authority that we've been given as children of God. Also, being in the company of other Christians, hearing those testimonies. Aren't they wonderful when we hear those testimonies of healing? And we've had them, haven't we? Praying, worshipping, and building our own relationship with the Lord. All things that help us grow into the person that God actually intended us to be. But there are lots of distractions or weeds, okay? Like watching too much TV, getting engrossed in too much Facebook, or listening to negative influences and input. All these things are like fresh weeds in our lives. Yeah? They drain away our nourishment time and they hinder our growth with the Lord. But they are easy to pull out. It just means that we have to recognize them and we change our habits. Now, there are also older and slightly deeper roots, things that pop up again and again and bring negativity into our lives. Sometimes those things even contradict what God says about us. Now, what I mean by that is things that others have spoken over us, things that we speak over ourselves, like not being good enough or saying we're too old, too unhealthy, and so on. Now, you may think, yep, I know about all that, and I've dealt with that. But it doesn't hurt to bring it back before the Lord and just see if there are any remnants that are popping up. For instance, maybe ask yourself, when someone says, go and pray for someone, lay hands on them so they can be healed, is your automatic answer, yeah, great, or is it, I can't do that. Because that means there's a root there. 
Yeah? It's contradicting what God is saying about you. Because it's not what God does say about you. In James 5.15 it says, The prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. You see, all things are possible for those who are in Christ Jesus. The Lord has forgiven our sins, past, present, and future. And he wants to heal us and bless us so that we can bless others too. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Deuteronomy 28 says, You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. That means our kids. And the crops of your lands and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks, your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. And you will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. By the way, the word bless or blessing is in the Bible over 400 times. We are meant to be blessed. But the enemy will try to hinder that blessing. And sometimes we can unwittingly allow it. Now, about 25 years ago, we had some amazingly beautiful pictures that we brought all the way back from abroad. They were Egyptian. They had hieroglyphs and everything on papyrus. They were absolutely stunning. They were massive. And they had pride of place over our fireplace. I never thought to look what the hieroglyphs meant. Didn't even, didn't even cross my mind. And then one day, the Lord said to me, get rid of them. I was like, you can't be serious, Lord. They're beautiful. We don't worship them. They're just really pretty. They're lovely. Again, get rid of them. And still I hesitated. Costas came to me and said, the Lord's told me we've got to get rid of those, those pictures. I was like, oh, for goodness sake. Lord, I don't worship them. I said, I just love them. What are we ever going to find that's as beautiful as those? But we did get rid of them. Shortly afterwards, within a week, I think it was, a friend of ours came around and said, I'm so glad you got rid of those. I was thinking how to tell you because the Lord told me to tell you to get rid of them. <clears throat> now, you may think, why? It says in Exodus 20, 4 to 5, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. So there are a couple of things here in that verse. Firstly, going back to our story of the pictures, we didn't realize we'd brought something into our home that was a hindrance. Something in those pictures the Lord did not want in our home. 
Now, over recent years, it's been very fashionable to have things like Buddha statues in the garden or in the homes or skulls. That's been very popular. But what do they represent? For, for instance, a skull represents death. Is that what Jesus wants for us? He gives us life. Now, it may seem innocent, but God was telling Moses in that verse to warn the people not to have statues or pictures in our case or anything that the people worship or think of as a God. Now, if you're not sure if you have anything in your house, you can ask the Lord. I did when I was writing this and he pointed me to a book and I thought, okay, I'm not even going to bother looking this time. I trust you now. Out it went. The Lord told three of us separately about those pictures. Yeah. So it must have been important to him. He warned or told Moses to warn the people and he warned us. Leviticus 19.13 says, do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists, for you will be defiled or made unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. That's the word of God warning us. And it's, it might seem a simple and innocent thing, doesn't it? We might look at our horoscopes, but what's God saying about it? Now, secondly, in that verse, the Lord says he shows love to a thousand generations to those who love him and keep his commandments. That means us, our children, our children's children, our children's children, children, and so on. Yeah, to a thousand generations. But it also says he punishes those that don't love him. And that gets passed down three or four generations. So if you notice a, pass, a, a, sorry, a pattern in your life or your family that occurs constantly, maybe that's a root that needs to be pulled out. Now, that might sound a little bit scary, but it's really not because we belong to Christ now. We're a new creation. When we accepted Christ as our savior, we were born again. We become a new creation. Christ in us, us in him, him in the father. So there's nothing scary about it. In John 15, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains or abides in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. Another reminder that the word is really, really important. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And by the way, abide means to stay with, live with, and stay committed to. Yeah. In the King James Version, Isaiah prophesied about Jesus being the good root. And it said, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch that, grow, that shall grow out of his roots and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Jesus is the good root and we are the branches rooted in him, but anything else is a weed. Matthew 12 says, make a, a tree good and its fruit will be good. 
or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. Now all these weeds that I have mentioned, we have authority and control to pull out. Some are more simple than others. It might just mean changing our habits and not allowing distractions to remove us from retaining that or, or getting that, that nourishment. Ephesians 5.19 says, Speak to each other in psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, and to sing and make music from our hearts to the Lord. I think what it's saying is, let's be careful how we speak about ourselves and others. In other words, speak positive things. Speak blessing. Yeah? And if we can't think of anything good to say, read the Psalms, but don't say anything negative. If someone has hurt us, let's be careful how we respond. Let's not say they always do that, but instead, bless them, Lord, I know they didn't mean to hurt me. Jesus taught us how to love even those who we think of as our enemy, because love is patient and love is kind. So let's not allow those new weeds to grow, because if we leave them, they grow deeper and stronger. Don't even allow them time to grow, because they will hinder us. Let's receive the blessings from God that he intended for us to have. He purposed for us to have. And let's pass those blessings down to a thousand generations. I'm sure we want to see our families, I know I do, be blessed. So, if you are ready this morning, I'd like us to do some weeding.